Go ahead, Viral Rat. Oh, uh, he tried to get me into Eve Online, and uh, yeah, me too. I, the dude really loved Eve Online. He was an really important good. part of the community. He did get me into Eve Online. Like I was in Goon Swarm for a week, <laughs> and then I'm not I'm not joking. I was in Goon Swarm for like a week. I'm like I don't really know what's going on. I had like one real life friend who played it, but like. You know, they were like, we're going to set you up with the ship. We're going to show you how to do tack or tackle or something. And then for some reason, he just fucking vanished. So I was like, all right, well, clearly this guy's rude. And I stopped playing EVE Online. <laughs> no code of that story as far as I'm concerned. Uh, for just those there. who don't know, Valorat's uh, one of the dudes who got killed in Benghazi. Here's a, here's it's a, a thing, fun though. something awful story. That did That is truly something awful. Yes. Um, and... What a lot of people don't realize is he quite bravely went down with the ship because there was, I mean, I don't know if Stevens was actually there with him. Um, sorry, this is harder on video because I, I get emotional. But um, the Goon Guild had uh, Molten Core down to almost 4% that <laughs> night. <laughs> Shit! People said, Did he get you, Brad? People said run. And he said, no, I'm going to main heal this to the end. <laughs> and to a lot of healers like me, that was an inspiration. First of all, MC was like way, way in the past. That's your problem <laughs> with the story? No, so this is the first time we've both been on my mixer, so we're still dialing it in for the uh, relative volumes and all that jazz. So dialing it on mixer, what are we uh, ninjas? Um, uh, who gives a shit? I wish I was dead. <laughs> Doesn't fucking matter. He mostly had it, Ninja Stream, Doesn't, on mixer. Yeah, did I have it? Would that have qualified as having it? I I, I didn't say it was a joke. That's true. <laughs> we know I had something. You had something. Now, now you do sound like my doctor. <laughs> I can't fuck for six weeks. So what's new? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! No! No! <laughs> Buddy, I got six guys holding me back right now. <laughs> Don't try to verify. Uh, so what's new? We're in the apartment. I, I have managed to arrive here. Brett has arrived in New York City. Concrete jungle, what dreams are made of. Jungle to Jungle, best New York City movie. That was a fucking amazing movie. It's Ooh, a, jungle Allen, to right? Jungle is a good fucking movie. I have not seen this movie. It's all white people pretending that they're Native Americans. So if you've ever yes. seen Evo Driscoll's Twitter feed, <laughs> you basically get it. The Elizabeth uh, Warren story, Jungle to Jungle. Um, I want to point out that Lily Sobieski is in this movie, and I have done a scene with her, so, you know, just so you know. Buddy, anyone who lives in New York and has 350 an hour can do a scene with Lily Sobieski. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking talking shit about Lily Sobieski out of nowhere. No, no, here's the thing. You, what you just did, and this is the problem, I refer to her as a sex worker, as a point of pride 
and solidarity with me as someone who has now done Patreon work. I sold my mouth to uh, what's what's their name? <laughs> someone, Danny, <laughs> Danny in the Discord. So I look at Lily as as a fellow traveler. It's only you projecting your hyper masculine patriarchal uh, mold onto it that you get sort of the problematic, frankly, insult that I know you meant. So do better. <laughs> in 2019, if you can't say Lily Sobieski is a working prostitute in New York City, <laughs> what's the point of the First Amendment? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to a pole getting that money. She is a pole, isn't she? She is a pole. Yeah, her name is Sobieski. Yeah, no, I just, yeah. in Nobody's my head, I was like, ski. Choice. Yeah, there we go. Nobody is stealing Polish valor. <laughs> oh, uh, me? My name is Ashley Verdklaw. Is it? <laughs> ah, she's Ukrainian. Yeah, Ukrainian. Yep, that makes sense. I'm going to go ahead and counter as Slav. Are Ukrainians not Slavs? They're Russian. Clearly, have you been watching what's going on? <laughs> Ukrainian is Slav. Uh, I've definitely been watching. Um, how dare you? There's been a war <laughs> in Ukraine for like the last six years, which people just forgot about. But there's actually like map trackers where you can check how many missiles were fire- fired and from where at any given moment. Jeez. All this, I just say to prove my bona fides when it comes to Eastern <laughs> European geopolitical relations. And so I can also say that Mila Jovovich as a Ukrainian, is Slavic. But you got to be careful in that region because Romania is not Indo-Eurasian. They do not come from the same step of Mongolia, India, the Mughali stripe there. They don't come from that. And so there's a good chance in that region that people you might think are Slavic are not. To you, it's like that's not a big deal. But for people who are regularly casting spells like most Polish people, you need need to know what sort of blood you're dealing with going in. So just recognize your privilege there and move on. Mark's Madness, sorry, real quick uh, before we get to the the pod part, probably. Um, Why did they start spelling Kiev different? Here's the thing. You can tell a lot from a person by how they spell Kiev. If you play Mountain Blade and hopefully Mountain Blade 2... I don't know if that's released yet or it's in beta. They spell Kiev right. It's also one of the few games where you can take a Polish band of mercenaries and just run the fuck over Lithuania and Sweden. (laughs) What the fuck is this game? Mountain Blade, go on Steam. It has five stars. Mountain Blade's insane. Mountain Blade is like a cult classic. And if you log in, you you go... Normally, you go on Steam and you go to the game's reviews and it's like mostly positive, mostly negative, mixed, Metacritic score, right? You go to Mountain Blade, and every single review is just about like fantasy wish fulfillment from people in one of five Eastern European countries. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all like Swedish people being like, "In my heart, I knew I'd enjoy it, but I'm having so much fun running over Eastern Europe." And it's just like, oh, "Yeah, well, that's su- suspicions confirmed, buddy." Oh, so it's, oh, Paradox did it. It's from a Turkish studio, according to Boxian. And their second game got a grant for cultural expansion of Turkey. Yeah, not, not too bad. Not too bad. So it was about Turks murdering Eastern Europeans or what? Oh, it's it's made by Turks, you know, so it, it's it's probably decent, you know. that That's how I rate video games. I have my own site, Long Running. I just go like, The Witcher 3, Polish company. Everyone's saying five stars. <laughs> Should my D&D Paladin be Polish now to use that halberd? 
Well, first of all, you always want to pick Polish people for tanks because they have that endurance bonus. You're going to lose seven wisdom, which could be a problem with healing uh, <laughs> casters. But as long as you go something like Inquisitor, I'm talking third edition, you're using your int and just going to spell heavy. And Absolutely no that. dexterity. None whatsoever. No dexterity. It just constitution <laughs> score is frankly broken. <laughs> you know, as long as the pole can get your attention, they'll probably continue existing. <laughs> and by the way, also commentary on the last 700 years of Polish nationhood. <laughs> The fucking like most bullshit thing about the polls is that they've won like one battle in like a millennia, and it just so happened to be against Trotsky. Fuck you! I'm Polish. I can say that. Didn't they also beat the Mongols at one yeah, point? Yeah, fucking educate yourself. It's basically what the enti- the entire Polish public education system is just like. Here's our five battles. You're gonna know <laughs> everything. Yeah, I'm. I'm sad to say that the. Um, I think the the shooter in in New Zealand, Christchurch, right? The New Zealand shooter actually had like a Polish battle written on his assault rifle because Poland does this thing that Slavs tend to do, which is like they chill and they're not, they're definitely not leading the pack when it comes to international affairs. But when shit gets to them, they will like wake up, they'll get out of bed and put up a defense. And so if you go through like, and you're a particular sort of white supremacist, you can find a handful of Polish battles where they defended Western Christendom just because they were the last stop before the Vatican, right? Or the first <laughs> stop through Ankara. I mean, it's the same reason 300 and the Spartans are hyped up, right? Exactly. It's that bullshit East versus West fucking uh, ideology. Also, material <laughs> conditions. Some of this is uh, because in Napoleon's army and in France back in the day, I mean, to this day, half the French football team is people with uh, skis at the end of their name. But Napoleon would famously use uh, the Polish as uh, cavalry and then shock troops, like in Forlorn Hopes. So Forlorn Hope is the one that you have to, if there's a fortress, you blow it up and then you got to charge in, right? And even if you get mowed down, your body will lay over the sharp rock and good Frenchmen (laughs) can climb in over your back. Yep. Now, they would usually give big bounties if you were in the Forlorn Hope because they realized anyone who thought about it would quickly recognize like, oh, this is no amount of money is worth it if I can't spend it. But the Poles literally were just like, how much gold? Hell yeah, we're getting drunk tonight, boys. (laughs) Famously, in Iberia, they would just send the Poles in, every fortress, every forlorn hope, and they would just do work. So whether it's against Islam, (laughs) oh, they got murked to hell, but yeah, I was about to say, it's not like Spain went great. (laughs) <laughs> but if if you wanted to defend Iberia against the Moorish menace, like the Poles just happen to be there. They just happen to be the guys that get tasked with the last line of defense where people are so stretched out in their supply lines that like pretty much look, if if your horses are starving and the Poles are hungry, that battle's not going well for you. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course Obama's last act in office was sending a bunch of US troops into Poland. <laughs> <laughs> is was Obama secretly Polish? I mean, that's a theory that is honestly losing popularity as we get further away from his administration. <laughs> but I'll tell you what: on the on the mall that day, there were a lot of people that did believe. <laughs> did I ever tell you that I was like on my way to turn in my Air Force recruitment papers when I was like twenty four, twenty five? I feel like we talked about this way back in the day. What happened? Hey, I was going to do like uh, crypto linguistics. Crypto linguistics. What the fuck is that? 
you go to Monterey for a year and you learn like Farsi or Urdu, and then they stick yep. you in a plane oh, and you listen DLI, to shit. Right? It's in Monterey. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure where it is, but it's yeah, DLI. I looked at it's that. For, yeah, I looked at that too because I thought DLI would be like a fun way to get paid to learn a language and then come out and be a translator. Because in the recession, oh yeah, no, that's that. ex- that's exactly it's what it was. So I was like, I'll come out with a security clearance and a you know a language skill because. And then like, but then I I got cast in something when I was like literally driving back to Nat from Nashville to turn in my recruitment papers. I was like, oh, I'm going to be famous. I know, (laughs) I know this didn't happen because you're speaking to us, but I I hope your recruiter killed you (laughs) because like having someone signed up to go like learn Farsi during the war on terror and then having them be like, actually, I'm pretty close to booking a Hardee's commercial they must just be like fucking die. <laughs> no, but this was like I guess this would have been like 2009, 2010. So like the 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 we'll give you literally a hundred thousand dollars just to come to a military base for a year, like you know that era oh, yeah. when like oh five oh six. Buddy, Brett Brett made it into the military, but I was like army OCS bound. <laughs> so I I get you. Everyone was looking for an escape hatch. Zoomers, pay attention. Yeah, yeah, Zoomers. Uh, so Saudi Arabia just like lost a third of their entire fucking army. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be going to support them very soon. Wait, what happened to Saudi's army? I haven't been able to like look at. I mean, they have like all these cool videos on Twitter, but essentially they like form some like. Yeah, I, you know who has some cool videos on Twitter? You should check them out. And someone just pauses, like thinking it's like the chain smokers, and he's like the Houthis. <laughs> <laughs> Great drone footage, bro. It's fucking sick. The Hootsies basically pulled off like Hannibal's like pincer movement from two thousand years ago on the Saudi Arabian army and just like fucking worked them. And like there's there's reports that as much as a third of them are gone now or like taken hostage. I mean it's insanity. Hey, hey, maybe a little less uh fucking doing burnouts in your Lambo at West Point and maybe a little bit going to class, huh? Saudi officer corps. What what are we doing here? And then, and then uh, the best part about that was NBS to try to distract. Went and did sixty minutes last night when they asked him. That like, is what he loves doing, though, right? Oh my god, yeah, he's he's a, such a slut. And they, everyone just buys into it. They're like, "So did you? Did you kill uh, that journalist from Washington Post that like several people have reported you did?" And he's like, "No." Remember when MBS was in an interview with not David Frum? I mean, he's terrible. David Brooks. Yeah, David right? Brooks. Basically, pick a media David, and your odds are are not fucking great at this point. (laughs) But they asked him, like, so, like, Wahhabism, that's an issue for you. And he just outright went, there's no Wahhabism in Saudi Arabia. Where the fuck is it then? Where... (laughs) You guys are the people who directly funded it. That's insane. You're the reason it exists in the first place. Look, if you ask Poland about pierogi, we're not going to be like, oh, check Finland. No, this is very much your thing. That's not an excuse that when brainstorming, we don't have Wahhabism here, should not be on the table. But then again, if you're talking to David Brooks, he doesn't know what that word means anyway. Yeah, he thinks he it's sushi do, related. He's account? a fucking dumbass. What's that? I said, what's he going to do? Hold you to account? He's not going to do shit. No, he's like, if you watch Jay and Silent Bob uh, Strike Back. Of which course, yes, yes, of course. There, there's a scene with Gus Van Sant uh, recording <laughs> Goodwill Hunting <laughs> 2. Yeah, and he's just Matt Damon looks up to Gus Van Sant on uh, Good Will Hunting Two, and he's like, "Show action, Gus!" And he's just counting money, and he's like, "Whatever you want, Matt. Whatever you want." 
That's every David Brooks interview with any person in the Saudi royal family. Just like, yeah, 30-year 30, 30 plan. Sounds brilliant. What's it, Vision 2030, 2050? He's just counting sovereign wealth fund dollars in front of the camera. Yep. Part of the reason they freaked out so hard about uh, the Saudi oil fields getting hit is they're prepping to do an IPO, a public offering of the Saudi royal... Um, Aramco. Yeah, Aramco is going to actually do an IPO Because shortly. MBS has this absurd, you know, $100 billion pie-in-the-sky future city plan that he's going to do, which is uh, complete with a Western-style uh, resort community, which will have uh, special, like, economic zone laws so they don't have to... People can go wear bathing suits there. By the way, shout out, shout out to MBS. Like, <laughs> if you were going to pitch a bunch of Western libs and also get off the petro economy that is almost certainly going to dry up, like, make it a super high end tourist destination because yep. places that have done that have survived in defiance of God's will, like Montauk, for example. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's not an accident that Sex in the City 2 is in Dubai, right? Like, there's always going to be it's rich so people too. trying to avoid global warming and staying away from the slave labor that drives every aspect of their life. And so in Saudi that, Arabia, yeah, Saudi that's, Arabia. Literally, <laughs> that's literally the case. It's on the tin. So, I want, uh, you, yeah, you, you, good, you, smart pivot, I guess. Can, can we real fast, you joked about like you know the oil economy driving, drying up. And the United States is like basically... Yeah, I joked about that. Yeah, uh, the United States <laughs> is basically leading the world in wind production right now. Like we're getting really fucking good at it. Texas is the number one state for it. And like Trump should be Wasn't like... That Tr Wasn't that T Boone Pickens who pushed that in Texas? T Boone Pickens was doing, but now it's just taken off. Because even before that, in the nineties, uh, DFW was totally solar powered, just like randomly. Damn, is that a, is that how he wrote Infinite Jest? Oh no! <laughs> got David Foster Wallace jokes here. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, that's a four hundred thousand dollar student loan. <laughs> 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 the most expensive riff yeah. <laughs> please elizabeth warren make that joke free just take a moment and reflect upon all the value you're getting <laughs> a true craftsman and expert brought the verisimilitude of that moment to you with a solid dfw you probably thought dallas fort worth that's because you're not an expert like me i went straight to the man consider the fucking lobster a supposedly fun thing i'll never do again think about it <laughs> A riff so expensive, the only way Rob will pay it off is if Bernie himself does it for us. That's literally true, by the way. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren will do nothing for my student loans. Anything she forgives will be eaten up by interest in 10 minutes, which, by the way, she knows and everyone supporting her knows. So, mm. <laughs> uh, if, if you care about Rob, which, again, this has not been a persuasive argument. Even my parents told me to fuck off. Vote for Bernie. <laughs> Wait, did you try that on them? They're both Warren. They're both Warren. I mean, I guess that's better than... Fuck. I'm just trying to convince my parents to not vote for Trump at this point. Yeah, they're they're lost that. cause, dude. Lost cause and like the know all the words to Dixie still type lost cause. Yeah, I was going to say, brother, uh, my family knows a lot about lost causes. It's all I've heard growing up. They're all for this shit. Yeah. If Warren came out specifically, was like all student loan debt except for Polish students. I'm sorry. That one I would actually vote for, <laughs> weirdly. I don't know why. It's just a feeling I have in my gut. It feels right. It feels right. Are we going to empower them? No, thank you. Does anyone want that? The UN just votes it down immediately. <laughs>
<laughs> Buddy, we barely tolerate you as a country. They we're not going to pay off your student loans. And just Poland, Poland and Palestine just in the corner like, eh, what are we doing? Do you remember when the entire Polish government was in a plane that was shot down by Russia and no one said a goddamn thing about it? Sure do. It was on the way to the Catton Forest Memorial, which FYI, Grover Fur, dipshit, shout out to Proles of the Round Table who think this guy's legit. Grover Fur thinks that the Catton Massacre did not exist. The Russian government thinks it did and very progressively invited them to a cat and forest memorial service. They invited the president of Poland to fly on over. Then Ukrainian separatists, <laughs> AKA Russian special forces <laughs> shot a stinger fucking missile at the plane and killed the heads of Polish government. <laughs> this happened six years ago. And everyone just went, Oh, who gives a shit? There's always more polls. <laughs> That's actual geopolitical affairs. The NATO mm. thing's going great. Thank you. I'm so glad we got out of the Warsaw Pact. Finally treated with respect <laughs> on the world stage. <laughs> and like no one said a single fucking thing about Nobody it. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Do you understand? That's like if Obama was like flying to like a, a, a Native American memorial <laughs> and they just shot a Tomahawk missile directly into Air Force One. And everyone just went, that'll happen. And we just rolled on. There would be sort of, there would be a, a, a measure of beauty in this world if Native Americans shot a Tomahawk missile at the imperialists. No, that would be cool as hell. To be honest, just the Russian <laughs> thing, that, that was fucking pretty cool. Like I I took the L on that one, but in <laughs> fairness, like, yeah, that's old school shit. Like, for years now, we've been talking about a random budget airline that got shot down by Ukrainian nationalists or Russian special forces. And, uh, like, yeah, the entire Polish government getting murked. Everyone's just like, eh, you know. Eh. Literally, the mayor of Donetsk went on stage and like... We can do it. Thanks for coming out to the concert. You know, Gdansk is a great city and more and more people dead. A crazy guy got on stage and stabbed him like five times. He <laughs> fell over. He was fucking dead. That happened very recently. No one gave a shit. It's incredible how much the world doesn't give a shit about. And why would they? You know, all we did was crack Enigma and win the Battle of Britain. But, you know. What do we know about fighting Nazi? Oh, I guess we sort of... Yeah, 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 we yeah. <laughs> it's, it's rough. If you're a satellite state of the USSR, you did not get prime Slavic socialism, which a lot to unpack there already. But I, I kind of get it. In their mind, they tried communism, and it was just a lot of Russians yelling at them and not giving them food. And somehow... <laughs> which was different than the yeah. rest of history? Yeah, so like they're like, well, I guess communism doesn't lead to any differences. I'll tell you what we need. The Catholic Church, which again, not a good idea. Only worked because, again, in defiance of God's will, many cardinals believe this, we had a Polish Pope. <laughs> <laughs> not making that mistake twice. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and open bet. I'll take that 10 to 1. No more Polish Popes. This is my fam. <laughs> my ancestors will pay this back. <laughs> What was it the polls had John their first Paul vote? John Paul II, hell yeah. <laughs> the polls had yeah. their first vote after solidarity and voted out the communists, and it got so bad their next vote, they voted them all back in. <laughs> like, yeah, communism sucks, but fuck, capitalism fucking blows. There's a law in Poland now where they can remove any leftist monument or plaque, and it's it's doing some real... 
it actually is the state-based uh mirror version of pulling down the confederate monuments like that is the same zeitgeist there in the same way that we pull down statues of robert e lee because he's like a dipshit and accomplished nothing and just really a drunk loser idiot did fuck his sister it doesn't get talked about enough robert e lee statues get pulled down here and we're like good yeah that's what we want over there they're definitely pulling down all the mark shit you know and that's a very as per usual, polls give you a lot of shit to think about that you really don't want to think about, so it's easier to just not. Uh, it hasn't been great for them historically, but... Well, I mean, I, if we ignore them long enough, they'll go away. Uh, that has, You know, Hitler thought that. Didn't fucking work out, did it? Brett, you're, on a, you're on a podcast with two Polish people, right? And and Rob, I, wanna, I want you to know that I want to get in touch with my... Yeah, I mean, half. Okay, fine. Half. half rounds up. Um and where do I where do I start? Where do I learn about our proud heritage? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, this Saturday, yeah, there we go. <laughs> this Saturday, I I, for sure. By the way, you could do this. You could absolutely do this. This Saturday is the Casimir Pulaski Parade. Oh, I love Sufjan Stevens. Go on. <gasps> Fuck you. Uh, it's a very important day in American and Polish history. It's a one day a year, and here in New York, we have the biggest gathering of Polish people. Uh, outside of Poland in the world, so it's it's the same date every well, year. That big, huh? It goes it goes right there. Honestly, wouldn't that be in Chicago? You would think, but it's a full parade, and every Polish person in New York City comes out. They block out all the roads. No one understands why they're allowed to do this, <laughs> but every dumbass like fucking skull bandana biker. 1488 guy waves a, a Polish flag and gets to just do burnouts on Fifth Avenue. Uh, that's just the way it is. You know, a lot of old timey cars. I'll be honest, the, the Polish parade is not going to wow you on aesthetics. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot of fucking poles. And that's on Saturday. And me and Brett are definitely going to that. Yep. Uh, probably trying to record some of that. And uh, you're more than welcome. I think you'd learn a lot about Polish history. We could get some pierogi afterwards. We could go uh, harass some women on the street. <laughs> All the things that you expect from a, a typical, pleasant Polish day out. Yeah, I agreed to hold the camera in return for the pierogi. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So Washington Post put out an article today about Uber. So Uber's already, Uber had their IPO over the summer as well as Lyft did. Both of them have seen the stock prices drop by a third since then. Uber has now started doing job cuts and layoffs. So they fired 800 workers over the summer. Uh, looks like more are coming. So now they have had their IPO. Uh, everybody who's a big investor has bailed because they got their money and left. And now they Uber also is having to contend with the California law that just passed uh, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, making all of the independent contractors, the drivers, into actual employees, which means and Uber's can, now responsible. And can, I, can I say for, real fast, just interrupt, because I, I yeah. made this... I made this observation earlier somewhere else, but like, it's so funny that like any and all progressive legislation that will happen in this country or progressive action will come just because fucking California passed a law and the free market, if they really want to like, you know, have any success there has to um, bow down to California's new law. And that just like extends to the rest of the nation just because of outsized California's influences. Yeah, it's almost like if you live in a state like New York or California and you don't have literally someone from the Cuomo family tree in position, you can be a trailblazer and set the tone. I mean, when you look at even like gay rights legislation, 
it started or fight for 15 right started with some trailblazing states saying we're willing to do a marijuana legalization it's always easier to be like we're also doing this than being the first and so when states like california actually take the lead look i have mixed feelings on uh what's his name? gavin Carchetti newsom and gavin newsom you know the la and the california guy respectively I believe these are probably technocratic psychopaths that like look at Pete Buttigieg and go like, I'll kill you, Pete, or steal your essence. Like these people are not good people, but if they get the ball rolling, I think that's immensely useful in the American political system that is starved for other ways to actually get progressive policies out to the people that need them. Not to suck off California too much here either, but they have had a lot of issues passing anything remotely decent until recently their legislature actually got a bunch of progressives a lot of it is because of bernie's push left mm. they managed to convince enough actual progressives to hijack parts of the party and now they're actually pushing those policies and gavin newsom's just going yeah okay i'll sign that sure fuck it people seem to like that like fucking today they signed a law uh that totally fucks over the ncaa which oh god you'd love to see it that makes it so that every student athlete can take endorsement deals and everything else they, they're allowed to take money now of course they don't let it come into effect until like 2022 or some shit but that's going to murder the ncaa in california and ncaa is going to be forced to say like is california the only state that athletes are allowed to take money or what the fuck are we doing or are they going to force all of the california schools out which there's no way the ncaa i mean basically got rid of their one of their like flagship video games because they didn't want to have to pay uh, their athletes any royalties for using their likenesses. That game was so fucking good, too. Oh, it was the best yeah. football game. It was so much better than Madden. I would not have ever, ever, ever even fucking considered flying on the Lolita Express if NCAA was still making that game and let me exploit minors <laughs> in that manner. <laughs> the fact Jesus. that Jeffrey Epstein was the only one presenting a similar-ish experience. <laughs> I spent some time on St. James Island. Yes, stop fucking tweeting at me about it. It was only because I couldn't promise people a starting job at Tulane University's Green Wave football team. <laughs> Again, the game let you lie to 16-year-olds about their future so you could get them on your depth chart. What a fucking piece of art just shooting the shit here but like the the real uh, issue here is that the ncaa yeah the, the ncaa is going to go away and the power five conferences are just going to make their own thing and that's probably what's going to happen so back to where they used to yeah there's no reason for an ncaa anymore um all like all the power schools in the sec will talk big talk about you know never paying their players while they give them they pay them under the table and give them like tons of good things like they've always done and then clemson will probably do the same thing and nothing else will happen or matter because all that matters is sec football in clemson so bro when i was in high school they were already feeding me answers to every test I wasn't even good. I was just in the South and in high school, <laughs> yeah. and they fed me answers to every test. I went to FSU, and just to be safe, they gave me all the answers on the, the Bio 101. It it was deranged. Like I was like, you know I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Guys, uh, this has been lovely. I have to go. I just wanted you to know that and, uh, I'm going right you, now, Patreon basically. subscribers. We were going to have way more content for you this month, so... Thanks for holding tight. Yeah, now that me and Brett are here, like you basically can't avoid the content. It's pretty good. <laughs>